0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, a player head tonight. And I'm Dane, the
1: more handsome player head. Oh,
0: that's low. Uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with
1: you all, and uh, even play some games. Uh, I feel a little, like, weird in the shoulders. Um, And oh my goodness! It's a third head. We've grown another third head again.
2: Hello, it's Enzo. Happy to be back on Two Headed Game Master. I will be the Game Master tonight in an actual playing session using Cosmo and Dane's Eclipse engine, as well as implementing their dungeon creator, which I'll leave to them to explain a little bit more briefly.
0: Yes, um... Thank you, Enzo. Yeah. So, So, if you, uh, if you listened to us last episode, we mentioned a project that we were working on, a, um...
1: Dungeon creator worksheet. Like Uh, a
0: paint-by-numbers-create-your-first-adventure thing, and this isn't Enzo's first time, but he is doing us the favor of sort of alpha-testing this product, um and he has created an adventure for us using the dungeon creator worksheet that we have on the website right now and uh, we're going to we're going to play his adventure and try it out tonight
1: real quick so just the the document is uh it's just a worksheet for you that puts all your game master ideas um in the right order or at least what we feel is a good order maybe not right there's no right mm-hmm. way to do things But it's got uh, just spaces in it to fill out, like, NPCs and, like, the services they offer, like, their points, uh, enemies in the dungeon, uh, special mechanics, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So, Enzo,
0: why don't you – I believe we briefly had you tease it at the end of last episode, but why don't you um, give us a quick little pitch, but maybe no spoilies because we're about to – start. I
2: can give you a pitch or I'll just go ahead and read the setting that I wrote up for the adventure which will Excellent. Yeah. Be pretty perfect for the audience to at least know where we are and then we can start playing. Yeah. If that sounds good. So, this is the Time Vane Dungeon Adventure and here is the setting. The beginning The mining town of Ironville, located in Colorado's Rocky Mountains, was once prosperous and full of life in its early years of the American gold rush. The hills surrounding it were rich in mineral deposits, silver, gold, copper, as well as many other sought-after metals of the time. Iron was plentiful throughout the hills, though, hence the naming of the town itself. Ironville grew quickly in the early years, with processing factories and the like bringing wealth to the community, The mining company, Douglas and Spade, quickly began to run the town. Most of the inns, saloons, and other shops were controlled by them. Any competing company was either bought out or silently ran out of town in the early years. The miners who made up the main populace spent what they made at the company's store, which although bred unrest, there was little to do against DNS company. DNS became very wealthy, and although robbers were at first common, the company soon was able to afford well-armed, small militia force to protect the mines and their interests inside of Ironville. The Time Deposit. Almost a decade after the town of Ironville was established, the mineral deposits began to be depleted, and the DNS company began digging deeper into the hills. Two miners had been working in the company for years now finally decided to how to make a profit for themselves that wouldn't be spent at the DNS stores and brothels in the town. For weeks, they secretly dug deeper, slowly collecting minerals and stashing them away. One night, while excavating their secret tunnel, they discovered a mineral vein unlike anything they had seen before. Thinking they had hit some sort of jackpot, they decided to blow the vein and collect the treasures of the mineral deposit. Sorry, I didn't really review this beforehand, so I'm going to skip a little bit. That's okay. The miners blew it up, and from then on, there was a slow decay of Ironville, basically. Over the following years, Ironville was struck by strange events. Bodies in the mines, although maybe dead and removed, eventually turned up again in the same spot they were moved from. The company began to lose control and profit as few and lose control and profit as fewer and fewer miners would venture into the mines due to the dangers and the unexplained events that began that began to happen. The dead even began to rise and seemed to roam the abandoned mines. While even stranger anomalies and creatures began to appear in the mines and in the buildings of Ironville, Ironville quickly became a ghost town in a sense, although. The company remained, but zero, very few miners remained and few shop owners stayed open. The town is now bare bones and barely a blip on the map of Colorado territory as other more successful mining operations continue throughout the state and across the rest of this United Nations, United States. And we'll begin where Our two players have just arrived in Ironville from a coach from Denver. So maybe you've been traveling, and maybe you've talked a little bit, but we're going to start the adventure here. Okay.
1: So we've been in the coach together. You've been in the coach together. Talked a little bit.
2: Maybe you've talked a little bit. But we'll just say that happened before. The actual game starting now. Okay. Um, The coach arrives in Ironville kind of late at night. It's mm, early winter or beginning from fall to winter in the Colorado Rockies. So it's chilly out. Maybe a little bit of snow on the ground, but it's not a blizzard or anything like that. As you guys ride through the town at the beginning, the beginning of the town is basically empty. The buildings that surround it at the entrance are basically, from what you can tell, empty, run down, abandoned, until you near closer to the center of town where there are the only lights kind of still in buildings. You can see there's obviously an inn with a big sign outside that says the links and a few stores surrounding it and some buildings upper levels of where people are probably still living because there's lights on and smoke rising from the chimneys. As you step off, you see first in front of the links, which is where the coach just goes to, And across from it, you see a big DNS company sign on a storefront. Looks like a little general store, but with an upper story to it where there's a light. And yeah. Okay.
0: um, What would we know coming into this already about the town?
2: So what you know of Ironville is it was once a successful
0: food mm. town. Well, so, sorry, not not like the, the pitch right. of the thing, but like... What is it now? Well, no, uh, do we have a contact? Do we need to talk to anybody? Or do we not know any of that?
2: You both found out, because very few people travel to Ironville now, the coach you rode from Denver is part of a longer route. Okay. It also goes to now Leadville, mm-hmm. which is now the second biggest town city in Colorado territory. But you also know that no one really stops in Ironville, and those who do are normally only going to work or to try to help the company. The Douglas and Spade company has been trying to offer and enlist hired guns, basically, as well as more experienced miners. To try to continue their operations, because there's still, to them, there's still a lot of money Mm -hmm. in this operation, except there's a barrier that they don't really know the answer for, and they think just getting the right people. They think
0: better miners will be the...
2: They think better miners and maybe better security to prevent loss of body. Okay. In the mines, so you know that now that you're here in Ironville, you probably should talk to the company,
0: to a
1: company,
2: to right. a company man.
1: I look around for the post office because I got some questions. Share those with the listeners so they they know like why I might be looking for a post office.
2: Sure. Um just real quick. Yeah, I, I didn't print that. The player character creation sheet that I gave to you guys, I didn't print that out for this, but I can remember it.
1: Well, you don't need to like read yeah. it off. Just uh, so, so there were three part options. So, of right?
2: your character's creation, there's three options, or if those options didn't work for you, you could create your own. The first option was wherever you are in the United States, you received a strange letter. And the letter in itself was mostly just babbling and raving of, as you read it, a madman. But as you read it, it is clearly, although maybe hastily written, it's your hand. As well, the in signature is yours. And the post, the date, there isn't one on it, but the post that it came from was Ironville. Colorado territories. The second one was you had a very odd, or the second problem, you had a very odd, vivid dream in which you yourself kind of called you or told you to stay away from the town of Ironville. And then the third one was a relative of yours living in Denver, Colorado. Saw a newsletter that somehow came from Ironville with, a, like, an obituary section where you were dead.
0: Spooky. Spooky, spooky.
2: Or found dead.
1: Very spooky. Um. um
2: so those were the three prompts that I gave to you guys. Right. All
1: right. A little late in the game, but, uh, yeah, we're playing now.
2: And I'm drinking.
1: <laughs>
0: eh um okay so i I stepped down from the coach as well. How do you say your guy's name sophiris sophiris
2: okay Why don't say, you describe to describe um, how you yes. step down
0: <laughs> How well do you step down? I think I stepped down just fine out of the coach. Do you want me to roll for that no all right um not yet <laughs> well I see uh sophiris, my traveling companion i I would greatly like a drink after that journey but I don't have very much money so unless you're going to spot me we mm. should maybe get uh see about employment with the company and maybe there's some sort of maybe there's some sort of uh open tab or credit for employees of the company and you know we can hopefully enjoy a night at the saloon before we have to
1: start work that's, uh, that's a good question. So, money, do we start with any?
2: You guys, I will guess, you guys start with money, but like, you whatever your... Role? Let's do a role based on kind of whatever your character's background is. Okay. So, okay. Uh, from so, what we talked about before we started recording, Cosmo, yours is a frontiersman.
0: Yeah. So, probably not that Maybe much money. Maybe not that either. much money. Alright, do you they, want me to uh, do uh, maybe 10? a 6 or an 8?
2: Why don't we do a 6 for me? For you. Okay. And we'll credit, like...
0: Alright, I have $2. We'll,
2: we'll say it's like
0: $20. Okay. Well, that's... And that's kind that, of a lot of money. That's in better 18, buying power 70s. in the 70s. It's 80s, a little 70s. bit
2: better buying power, but I think... Maybe there'd be I don't some company wanna,
0: expenses, like we gotta yeah. pay for our rooms. Or some shit. Alright, so $20.
2: Maybe you cashed out a bunch of stuff before you started traveling. I don't know. All right. But say $20. We'll do the same for you. Roll a six. Roll a six.
1: Also a two. All
2: right. You both got $20. And stuff during this time is less expensive to the dollar, but you could probably afford a a night as well as like a night of drinking. Okay. But it is a mountain town, and mountain towns are notoriously more expensive.
1: Classic. Especially Classic. Especially
2: in Colorado. Yeah.
1: What is this, Aspen? Is this where Aspen is? Unknown.
0: I hate it. <laughs> All right. So, that's my suggestion. We've been traveling for I a little could, bit. I could use a drink. All right. Well, do you want drink first, or do you want to see about employment?
1: Uh same place isn't it there's I thought I thought it was a so the saloon across from the store So
0: there's uh, obviously a saloon
2: but there was no big, lights No there's lights okay. on in the saloon Okay and there's a big sign that says the Lynx and it's kind of a classic
0: classic western Classic western so you said across the street Denver. was a general store
2: Like across the street and maybe on the corner okay. or opposite corner oh. of say you guys are at a crossroads Okay right I didn't draw up a map
0: of this time. that's fine
2: But you guys are at a crossroads. You were dropped off in front of the Inn Saloon, where probably travelers come. And across the street, other corner, is what looks like a general store. Big Douglas and Spade company sign posted up on it. All
1: right. uh, So, yeah, maybe we should see about employment first, uh, because I might have to. I got some investigating to do, and I kind of reach in to my uh, Buffalo hide coat. And uh, just, like, make sure the letter is still in my breast pocket. All right. Well, let's go talk to the company man. I pull
0: my bearskin coat closer because it's cold.
2: It is cold. And it's, like, early evening. So it's going to get colder in the nighttime.
0: Um, So, yeah, we cross to the general store.
2: So across the general store, it's open. There's no real hour signs on it. And you walk in, it's... Compared to maybe other general stores you've been into, this one is pretty lackluster. It's got essentials for people living. It's got like potatoes and, you know, a couple bottles of whiskeys and a different can of liquors and beans coffee? and stuff. There is coffee, that's a necessity in the town.
1: Get me some of that.
2: Which you'll find out soon enough why. Um, and behind the counter... Ooh, behind foreshadow the counter much. is an old, not super old, but age is definitely, and his time in the mountains, and maybe in a mine has not done him well, is a slightly red haired but thinning, little spectacled man, and he's Nerd. missing an arm. Ooh, and he's just <laughs> Classic standard. frontier. And it just looks, he's just kind of Doing books, ledger stuff in the back, whatever, the small amount of stuff he has to keep track of. Okay. He's doing his job behind the counter. And that's what you see, you know, it's a general store. There's like a couple guns, like behind the counter and stuff, some bullets, a general store, like in Red Dead Redemption.
1: I say, uh, good sir, kind sir. Uh, you have a minute? He, uh,
2: he looks up from his ledger. Like, over his little spectacles, is like, oh yeah, I have a minute. Come on, what can I do for you? Uh,
1: well, me and my companion, um, I am so furious, by the way. Oi, Big Ronnie. Me and, uh, Big Ronnie here once, uh, well, we just got into town, so... You're
2: looking for employment. Yes. All right, uh, I'll be right back down. We gotta go check with the boss. Don't steal anything. <laughs> and you know, he he closes his ledger and like puts it in, and like he goes behind a little behind there's a door with like a little staircase that goes up. You hear him go upstairs. He's gone for a couple of minutes. You hear like the boots upstairs, some like low voices. And he comes back down out the door. He's like, Alright, uh, you can go on up uh Nathan Spade is uh, the company man, or he's the foreman, and he'll have work for you. All uh, right. And he, he he's ready for you. He never sleeps, so you can go right up.
0: Well, he, he never sleeps?
2: Oh, uh, Very rarely, and to tell the truth, not much people in this town. You guys are obviously not from here.
0: Not How could people. you tell? Who would be from such a place? It's so feckin' cold.
2: Well... Money will make you do a lot of things, and even be cold for it. Well, I like the sound of money. <laughs> well, then go on upstairs. Go on upstairs. He's ready
0: for We you. walk. I walk upstairs. Yeah, I follow Safiris.
2: So you walk up the stairs. It's uh, not a big building, but there's an office and a door. Give it a knock, and you just hear, you hear a voice, come on in. How am I doing uh, <laughs> They're not all Irish. I'm Irish. <laughs> You're Irish. The, sto- the clerk is Irish. Okay. Which, you didn't ask his name, but that's okay. You will eventually. <laughs> You'll know him.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, but you go on in, and, and behind the desk, it, or kind of looking out the window, is maybe once a pretty big man, but age and troubles obviously way on his shoulders. The troubles. He's, he's slumped. He's slumped over. His hair, he's basically, well, he's just got a little, a couple frazzles.
1: David Spade? Nathan.
2: Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> no. And as you come in, he, he turns around. I just, whatever. No accent for this
0: guy. <laughs> That's fine
2: then. Uh, come on in, come on in, guys. Take Take a seat, gentlemen. Good
0: evening, Mr. Spade
2: uh,
1: uh so, and so and
2: he he moves as you guys are introducing he moves I over to the little the cancer as okay. so like can I offer you a drink Ooh.
1: yes
0: much much obliged it's been a cold journey and how <laughs> i bet i
2: don't do much traveling anymore and i'm too tired to even fathom what you guys might have done. <laughs> and so he pours a couple glasses, some, like, stuff, and he hands them to you. And he, like, for even, <laughs> so he just, like, holds it up, and is, like, to the good old, To the easier days.
0: To easier days and warmer nights. Mm. Opa. To warm nights for sure. And I, I throw it back. He also, you know, is slow, it, like, Is it good whiskey?
2: Eh. Yeah. He slowly, like, drinks all of it, pours himself another, (laughs) and he sits back at his desk and takes a D, like, (sighs) suppose you're here to work, and I'm happy to put you to work, but I want to be honest with you. The work that I have to offer, not many come to take it, as well as even fewer of those numbers,
0: end up getting paid. Well, Mr. Nathan, that sounds like folk don't survive long enough to get paid. Well, mines are a dangerous
2: place, and the Iron Shaft is most probably the most dangerous mine running or abandoned. And w- it's neither, I'd say, right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, that's
0: weird. Well, I wouldn't know too much about mining, but uh, you're not I've, a miner. I've heard you. I've heard you. Uh, I've heard you need uh, muscle, as they say in the states, and I'm not too bad in a fight, if I do say so myself.
2: Well, that's a good thing to hear. Um, part of what I offer in payment for services that hopefully you guys can provide for me is gonna be some of whatever you can yourself pull out of the mine. I, the Douglas and Spade company, my company, we're not really operational anymore. We're not pulling anything out of the ground and we are slowly losing profit because I have to pay for what's left in this shithole of a town. Now, say you go into the mine, you do what I ask down there, but you find me some deposits, some loose, because we've basically abandoned work down there. I can't send miners down there, because I, one, I don't have any, and two, they're all too scared, the ones that do show up.
1: Scared of what, might I ask?
2: The, He rubs his scruff in his beard. He's got like a handlebar. And he like, he takes another drink. (laughs) This mine has been, was once very lucrative. And my father and his partner who started it, they were rich men. Now, that was about nearly a decade ago. And since something happened, I still don't know the particulars or what. But strange things have been happening down in that shaft and I myself have not been down there for over five years. Now, the few reports that do get back to me are talk of dead miners from the past who don't seem very dead anymore. They're alive somehow, or it's hard for me to explain because I have maybe never seen it or care not to think about it. This town itself, there was other benefits, but the people, it was a mining town, and as soon as mining was no longer providing for us, we had to, or people just started to leave. The few remaining people here have nowhere else to go, or they just seem stuck here and don't want to leave for their own reasons. now. The strangeness in the mine. I can't rightly tell you what is going on there, except for it is dangerous. Many die who go down there like yourselves, who are maybe looking to make a little money and help an old man out like myself.
1: To be clear, you're not offering any payment.
2: I will offer payment. Mm. I do have a sufficient amount of funds. And money left from before my father passed away and I inherited the company to pay for your expertise, your muscle down in the mine. I would like to know, offer whatever you pull out of the mine, Hmm. apart from what I ask, that you can carry up, our, our company will pay for.
0: Could you tell us uh, a little bit about a little bit more about what uh, what you might ask of us? What what would our assignments be? And do you offer pay by day, or is there a single contract that we could go, you know, start tomorrow and take care of and come back and get paid for?
2: I normally do not pay those right off the bat because a good amount of time. They don't come out of the mine.
0: But, so if, but if we I, finish it,
2: do we get If you paid? come out of the mine after doing what I ask, I will pay you for those services as well as whatever you bring back. I'll buy. I still am a miner, and I still am in the mining business. I will sell any minerals that you pull out. There is still gold, silver, even some diamond deposits down in those mines that we have not been able to get back at now i know they're there the problem is getting them out but i will pay for them
1: all right so three questions i have first one is what is the boarding situation are there rooms available in the inn how much and as company men we might become is there a company rates, or do you pay for that
2: I like you, too. And also, I haven't had any good Samaritans come through the town in a while willing to offer their help. I will put you up. The company will put you up. Across at the links, which is a very fine establishment. Being it's an establishment, and it's the only one in this
1: town. (laughs) There it is.
2: But I will... Pay for your room and board. The proprietor, Joanna, is a close friend of mine, and I would be happy to pay for you for a night. One night? I would
1: call one, me an anxious one, one and night and Call then me one...
2: anxious and impatient, but if you're here to work, I would like to put you to work. So
1: well I'll i give you what night. if the job takes more than one day?
2: Hm. We can discuss it in a contract. Okay. If you prefer. But I, you've obviously been traveling to a lot today. I wouldn't, and it's late, or it's getting later. Now, granted, down in the mine, time doesn't, and day, day and night don't matter. Because it's dark down there if you've ever been in a mine.
1: Have I ever been in a mine? Yes. <laughs> you look like you might know your way around it. So,
2: you can start anytime tomorrow but i prefer you guys to get to it. Now, I can give you a little bit of information and the first job that I would like you to do for me. Now, our mine goes down about 1,500 feet. But over the last five years or so, our lifts can't get past the... The 700 level. Now I'm pretty sure there's just some sort of blockage. maybe some old timbers gave way. so it may involve just a little bit of
1: dynamite.
2: maybe maybe some removal of rubble and a little bit of reinforcement of the structure itself. So that we can get our lift a little further down to some of those other deposits.
1: So I'm hearing the first order of business is restore lift functions.
2: Basically. Okay. It still operates. I, we work it. But only it up to down, a certain point. But I can't get it past the 700 station.
0: Okay. And you'll put us up tonight. You'll put us up tonight if tomorrow we go down and clear your lift blockage. That is correct. And
2: barring, I hope that there is no unforeseen issues with that.
1: Well, that doesn't sound good.
2: <laughs> sounds spooky is what it sounds like. But it should be, a, I don't need you to do anything more than that for now. Once right. once the, the lift can get further into the mine, maybe some what's more.
1: What's the rate for restoring the lift? Mm-hmm.
2: I will pay you, just kind of like thinking, to make it worth your while, because mines are dangerous and ours is the, I'll argue till I die, the most dangerous right now, I'll offer you a handsome $70 for this job.
1: Is that uh, to split? And then I flash my winning smile.
2: What are you trying to do with that?
1: I'm trying to... So I says, is that to split between the two of us? And then I flash him a smile or each. So I want it to be each.
2: You want it to be each? $70 each. Are you trying to
0: persuade him? Yes,
1: I am. With my winning smile.
0: Okay,
1: And it's very winning because as a Greek, uh, even though I spent a lot of time in the mines, I still am very dark and my teat, teeth not my, teat, <laughs> my teats teats are sh- poking through my bear, my uh, buffalo. No, uh, my teeth are very white, so very contrasted.
2: All right, what's your...
1: Charisma is seven. Yeah. Plus my winning smile skill makes it an eight.
2: Okay, so, one sec. Let me do the thing. So, to beat, you need a 13.
0: I didn't get it. All I right. got a 5. He. This guy's <laughs> kind of a hard ass.
2: He's a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> he runs a business. He smiles back at you, <laughs> but his is a little, like, whatever tiredness and, like, you know worries are on his face they like his eyes light up for a minute cuz this is something he knows <laughs> and it's like well when you put it like that i'll offer you both 50 each 50 each
1: that's a deal done sold that's shake that's, on it that's pretty good hands
2: and he laughs to himself because he was offering 70 each in his head. But... <laughs> Don't tell us that shit.
1: <laughs> well, did he spit in his hand?
2: Um, no, he doesn't. Oh.
1: Nah. Can we get that in writing then?
0: <laughs> he, and he... Mr. Nathan, I wouldn't want to trouble you for too much more of your own whiskey, but let's get our contract. And then you said you're putting us up for the night. Uh, I'd like to get over to the saloon.
1: Uh, of I, course. Why um, he- are you drawing up the paperwork?
0: Uh, he- he pulls just a basic, like,
2: sheet. It's blank. <laughs> Cause he's just, like, he just kind of scrolls some stuff on it, and is like, hands it back to All you. I lean
1: over. Um, Ronnie, can you read?
2: I can't read. Shh. Calm down. And he, like, pulls it up, and he, like, hands it to you, and he, like, he signed it at the bottom. Uh huh. And he's like, "Give this, show this to uh, Spud downstairs, and he'll give you a little bit of money." Spud, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like
1: uh, I pretend to read it.
2: Well, yeah. So he gives it to you. Like show it. this to Spud. He'll give you a little bit of walking around money for tonight, as well as take it as well to Joanna at the links, and she will take care of you for the night.
1: All right, we yeah. go back downstairs to do
0: that spud to spud and <laughs> get whatever he's gonna give us
2: all right, as you leave, you see that uh Mr. Spade is pouring another stiff drink mm-hmm. and just staring out the window. uh you go downstairs uh Spud is there he's. Like finished his ledger and it looks like he's just doing a little bit of inventory. You show him the paper. He he reads it over and he like like nods. He goes behind his counter and like opens a little safe. And he pulls out like two like sacks of like ten dollars for you guys.
1: Uh, before I take the money, I ask how much a uh, uh, coffee is. Like a I don't know bag. A
2: bag, yeah. Like or a tin,
1: I guess maybe. A tin of
2: coffee. Uh, it's probably beans, right? I'm guessing. Sure, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, right, yeah. Just yeah it would it would just,
1: it's, it's probably it's beans. just beans. Yeah, it's probably just beans. But so he's, I got yeah, a he's cooking got a, like, kit a, so I can grind it.
2: He's got like
1: a five pound sack that's like... Five like,
2: pound sack? Like looks that's a like, lot of coffee. You want less?
1: <laughs> yes. I don't think I can afford five how pounds. Much, it's like,
2: how much much you want? You like close to have a scale and like... I another want little, like, five
1: dollars worth.
2: An empty can and a course, you five dollars worth, I guess.
1: How much is that? I don't.
2: I didn't write down coffee.
1: I'll just make it up. Uh, let
2: me. I I can figure this out. Coffee a pound is like I don't know a buck fifty.
1: Okay, so. So that's most almost, of the sack. That's almost most of the sack. Yeah.
0: Or just take the that's sack. Fine. We'll take the five sack. Five pounds. If they're gonna give us rooms, we can we can leave it. We don't need to take all the coffee down into the mine. But, Very like, true.
2: before you, like, it's like, you
1: gotta pay for it. And well, I haven't touched my stack of $10, so mm. take it out of there, good sir.
0: I also, um...
2: Company store at work. Says, I also don't I like take... Takes back the money. How much
1: money does he take back?
2: Uh, He takes the amount. He's not a cheat.
0: Okay.
1: He takes, Do I...
2: He takes back okay. the worth okay. of it, like, two bucks. Right? That's what well. I said.
1: You said a dollar a pound. So okay.
2: So yeah, he takes. I'm gonna keep it.
1: Takes back I didn't four. really want to do. Yeah, like, yeah we half. don't. We don't have to manage for this, money.
2: At least hard. Like money might be an issue later on, but like keeping it even. So he takes like two dollars. That's how much. That's okay.
1: how much All right, I get two dollars a pound. It's, ex- it's
2: a mountain town. It's expensive. All, All
1: right, right, I take half my ten and I
0: pass the other five back, and I say I want that much, um, in just like trail mix and jerky. For when we're going into the mine tomorrow,
2: he like he takes it and he's like thinking about like what they have. That's I
0: want just like I jerky know. rations for
1: yeah. Know, he, traveling
0: food. in the
2: he goes into the bag and actually like, he's got
0: a cooking kit. So I'll take I'll take uh, some bacon. Doesn't need to be okay.
2: So he goes into like there's, like a back kind of like locker. Mm-hmm. kind of thing for like meats that's kind of all the meat that this town gets now is some hunting stuff every now and then so he comes back with like some shitty looking jerky but
0: it's i it. it's a good
2: amount for the money you gave back yeah and yeah so right. he like pulls back he's got like a nice brick of bacon listen i've like i've back eaten back tree bark
0: of a day <laughs> when it's when it's been lean out in the frontier oh,
2: he's, he's not saying anything he's just like yeah he's like muttering to himself and it's not easy for him to do everything because he's got one arm. Uh-huh. So he's like going around, he's like wrapping it up. And he's also, because the gave him five bucks, so he also just like a big piece of like lard, like fat to just cook stuff
0: in. Okay. And
2: um, he gives that to you. He's like, is there anything else I can do for you tonight? I'm, I'm about to
1: head off to
2: bed.
0: My last little bit of business, I guess, would be how much uh, shot we each have. Yes, or-
1: how much... Ammo. How much ammo do are we, we allowed with?
0: to start with? And maybe I'll buy some more.
1: Um,
2: What are your guys' weapons? You have a shotgun. Uh-huh. And you got a rifle.
1: A Winchester carbine.
2: Okay. So there's ammo in the shop. Ammo's a little more expensive, obviously. How
1: much ammo do I
0: already have? Just.
2: I don't know. You got like a bandolier or where do you carry your shells? I got a belt. You got a belt. Yeah. You probably got, it's probably mostly full. Okay. So I imagine most belts are like 15 to 20 shotgun shells. Mm hmm. So let's say you got like 16.
0: All right, 16. Not
2: most of them. Like you're just hunting and it's easy mm-hmm. to bite that. And you've got, I don't know. That tube is, like, what, 12? I
1: got six. It's a short short Uh, one. So I got six and two, one in the chamber. Okay. Um, Should I just start with that?
2: Do you think your guy would have more than that, No, he's not not a
1: gunslinger.
2: So he's got... Okay, so you've just got...
1: I got a full mag.
2: Yeah. Okay. So if you want to buy... Spud says, like, after he gives you all the provisions, stuff I guess Mm -hmm. you want... He's like, if there's anything else, I can do it right now, or I can do it if you come by tomorrow. I I saw the contract. I assume you'll be going right to work tomorrow. If you need anything else, you can catch me at the shop. I'll be here bright and early.
1: Sounds good. Let's mm-hmm. go drink.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and as like you leave, you know, behind you, Spud locks locks the door, and he, sl- like a lo- like spatial, you know. Social distancing. <laughs> he gives you an appropriate amount of space, but he is also just going to the Lynx.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we go to the Lynx and we, uh, we drink.
2: All right. So you guys walk across. You walk into the Lynx, the only establishment in Ironville. Um, you quickly find Joanna, the proprietor. She's running the bar.
1: I show her the paper. Show her the paper.
2: And she gives it a once-over. And she does kind of like a sad smile. But, you know, she like folds it back up and like hands it to you. And she gives you both a room. Or she asks, like, do you want separate rooms? Or not? Separate rooms. Separate rooms. Yeah. Okay, there's you know, two rooms, first and second door on the left, at the top of the stairs. Um, uh, there's a classic kind of older western, there's just a big pot of Stuff cooking on an open fireplace, a stew, a stew of sorts, and like a few. There's just chunks of bread, like rip, like people ripping them off on top of the mantle. And then she, like, can I get you boys a drink? Aye, uh, uh.
0: <laughs> absolutely. She doesn't
2: ask, like, what you want, she just pulls a bottle out and <laughs> pours it mm. and gives uh, it to you.
1: Leave and the bottle. Winning smile, yeah. leave the bottle. Leave the bottle.
2: Winning smile. She she appreciates it, and <laughs> if you saw in the bar, there's not a lot of patrons, so she's <laughs> like, whatever. All
0: right. Well, I have a decent amount of whiskey, and I also have plenty of bread and stew because uh, yes,
1: I'm hungry. Been
0: on the road, and I don't know the next time someone's gonna just front my room and board for me. So,
1: uh, but then so like. Drink and eat and bed? Yeah. Okay. We'll do a
2: little bit. So you had a dream. And Ooh. that's why you came here. So this night, yes. while you sleep, you have the same dream again, but everything becomes a little, like...
0: Okay. Uh, kind of I don't think I mentioned before. So, um, Ronnie... What was your dream? Ronnie, um, Ronnie dreamed that, uh another version of himself in a dark mine was drawing him, was like beckoning him forward, beckoning for him to come. And I felt like I felt very afraid, but I also felt like somehow this was a super important thing for me to, for me to come and see. And um i was a bad prospector before i came here so i when i when i did a little digging and found out that uh ironville was offering employment i was like well that shakes out in a couple of different ways but this dream returned to me uh unsettles me and doesn't make in me in this great. dream you see basically the same thing only
2: yourself is a little clearer it's if there is any doubt before it's you. Okay. It's you looking in a mirror, except for weirder, because when you look at a mirror, you see yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're actually looking at yourself. Mm. And he's beckoning you, and in the dark mind, kind of around the bend of it, there's like lights, like clearly in the mind. Like it's more illuminated, and he's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you wake up. I don't know how well you slept from that, but you get up in the morning. I don't to you. You wake up, you both wake up and you go downstairs. Joanna is there too. And she's got you might have not have noticed, but she's got, you know like Nathan and Spud, the few people you've seen, she's got big, like, bags under her eyes. She's pretty, but she's
0: got she looks tired. Mm. She looks
2: real tired.
0: Spud mentioned that uh, folks aren't sleeping.
2: Uh, and she's like, good morning, and, like, there's uh, another just thing of, like, bacon and eggs just on a big iron cast skillet. Coffee? By the fire, there's a pot of coffee, you know, by the fire. I drink
1: some coffee, and I grimace because it ain't no Greek coffee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she notices that. But, whatever. I have um, whiskey, but with some coffee in it.
1: <laughs> with some coffee in your whiskey. And
2: as you guys are, like, having your, your breakfast, uh, Joanna says, Well, you boys, hope you enjoyed your night, and I hope to see you tonight.
0: Ominous. And a little... she,
2: like, she like finds like a smaller like she rummages around for a second and pulls out like a smaller bottle of this whiskey Ooh. and just like just like kind of like puts it on the counter for you guys and then she goes you know to do proprietor stuff
1: okay i uh take the bottle obviously yeah we probably take, we do. we take it um, uh to the mine let's head How to the easy mine. is it to find the mine uh so the mine's
2: you might know I'd imagine from, like, working in mines. Signposted. It, there's, like, signposts, but also the town was built around the mine. Okay. So the company store is, like, it's a little bit behind it. Okay. And if you guys are all set to go into it and have nothing else, then you can go to it. Um, as you guys, like, are walking, you maybe know where it is, but there's, like, just the way the town's laid out. You can kind of follow, like, you go down the path next to the company store, a little past it, and then, like, behind it, there's kind of a clearing of buildings, and there's the entrance to the mineshaft. And what it is, is there's a big, or, you know, not a big, but there's a, basically a big kind of wheelhouse setup, and a big crane kind of going over it, and at the top of it, there's a lift. And... As you guys start walking up to it, out the back door of the company store, uh, Spud runs out, and he's like, "I saw. He's like, I saw you leaving, walking over. A uh, couple of things before you go down. Uh, Nathan told you what you need to do. Yeah."
1: A nod. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you do clear the whatever's blocking it from around the level seven hundred. There's a bell in the level station. And just when you think you have it cleared, just ring it three times. You know, like ding, ding, ding. And we'll send three. And we'll send the uh, we'll send the we'll send the lift down to make sure it can go down and then we'll pull you right back up.
0: Good level design. But way out. Instead but, of backtracking.
2: But for right now, what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to go down it only goes to the 600 level right now so you'll have to go to that station and then you'll have to go through the manways and everything to drop down to the next level.
1: Okay. Um light source. Can we get one?
2: Yeah. And he's like, "Right. I should me I thought you guys would maybe come by in the morning, so just hold here a second and I'll be right back." And he runs back into the store. That was a thing we missed.
0: Need a lantern or something. He runs back
2: into the store and is like he's gone for a couple of minutes. And he comes back out hard, like he's upset because he's got one arm. <laughs> and he's like kind of like he was able to get like like a pair like a pair of shovels and a pickaxe, like a pygmatic, mm-hmm. like over one shoulder, and his like nub is like <laughs> kind of holding it against his head, and he's got his arm through, like, like two lanterns, as well as a canary. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> and a canary.
2: And he, like, you know, he drops the shovels, like, kind of next to you guys, and, like, pulls out the stuff, and is like, for where you guys are going, I think that this light will be enough. They last for a good, you know, ten hours down there. Unless there's no air. Which is, and then he shakes the canary a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where is this, this little cutie comes in. Now, you're have either of you worked in a mine? Yeah. All right, so then you know what this is for.
1: Yeah. And he gives you the stuff. I take the canary and lantern. I don't need a. I don't need any tools. I got my hammer and my rock chisel. So if there's going to be any rock stuff, I got it covered. I'll take a matic and my dynamite from it, but I'm not carrying that whole
0: bundle of tools. (laughs) I'll take the mattock as well, uh, and I'll take a lantern and I tie it to my belt. Okay. And then, so you
2: guys, uh, you're geared up and you, so you get into the lift and then it becomes very clear how few people (laughs) live in this town and, like, work or operate anything, because then Spud is also the one who, like, he goes in to the little wheelhouse shack and, and works the lift. And a couple like a couple of seconds later, like some I don't really know how they and then research like lifts. But let's say it's like steam or I don't know, coal. Whatever. Couple like a minute later, like smoke starts going and then there's a big kind of like drop
1: <laughs> <laughs> for the
2: lift. Uh, no roll, like nothing happens, but it drops like a good like couple feet, and then it starts like slowly like descending into the iron shaft.
1: Uh, down in- during the descent I uh, look at uh, Ronnie and like uh, so have you ever been in a mine?
0: I have
1: not worked in mines before. (laughs) Well, you're in for it. You are going to love it, (laughs) I says with a sarcastic smile on my face.
2: All right. So as you guys are descending, you know the 600 level is 600 feet down. You're kind of deep. Not super deep yet, but basically as soon as the lift kind of got past, I don't know, like 300, 400 feet there's not very much light anymore mm. like there's still like it's an open cage kind of sha or lift so there's still like above you you can see the up the up the the morning sky like dark like you know whatever but like as you go down you pass like the first station it's built so that like you know stuff can get pushed onto it it's a big station there's a you know, rail cart going off. You would see it pretty clearly without your lamps yet. And it goes off and you can see it goes off into a tunnel and, like, veers one direction and then it's dark.
0: Mm-hmm. So you guys are going deeper and deeper. Well, good you've been in a mine before, because I don't know what a manway is or how to find our way to the lower level, but uh, I pull out my shotgun. <laughs> In case something weird happens, I'm I'm ready.
1: That's gonna be so loud.
0: Yeah. <laughs> do you rather have ears or you you rather survive?
1: I don't like. There, the mine. I've never been in a mine where you needed a shotgun. Something Those stone th- don't bleed. Are. I uh. <laughs> I holster my
0: shotgun and I get out my hatchet. There you go. That'll work. Alright, so...
2: <laughs> it seemed, like, longer, but it finally, like, stops. It was a long elevator ride. And it stops at the station, and everything's dark, because, yeah. Spade told you that they don't really work it anymore. There's some, you can see from, like, working in mines. So there's, like, newer, like, you know, elect like,
1: primitive
2: to us, like, electrical wiring and cabling that like and there's like shitty lamps everywhere Mm -hmm. but nothing is on so i assume the lamp your guys's lanterns were lit and they're like i forgot what they're called
0: they're like a oil right or a kerosene or something
2: i uh for what they have yes like a kerosene lamp so like you light it on the inside and you close the panel, right? And it has and it's like got a, a nice uh, lens mm-hmm. that's, that you can point at stuff. Yeah. And... So that's what you guys have, and he told you that they're good for about ten hours or so. Mm. And
1: how's the canary doing? Still alive? Canary's doing great. Sweet.
2: It's you know a bird underground, so in a cage. All right. I don't know birds. I don't know what they like.
1: Probably not that. Probably not being in a mine. But it's you
2: know it's chill. It's flapping around a bit.
1: Okay. Uh, I try to navigate us down.
2: So you come out of the mine and you like open the doors and it stops like, you know, sweat's good at his job and there's stuff he knows.
0: He took us to the right level. He took you and there's like in the
2: shack, he's got like, you know, a thing Mm. that can help like tell us him where the thing is. And there's also like the bell thing. If you had gone in there, there's, like, 15 bells, mm-hmm. each one right. for a different level for yeah. the station. So, go into it, into the level station, and it's dark, obviously, but with your lights, you can see around, there's fucking dust everywhere, there's you know, cobwebs and shit, and it goes into a pretty big tunnel, big enough to where there is, like, a rail cart, or a rail set up for them to push, for miners to push their loads in. So you can clearly see it goes like one way pretty quick and then splits into the to two to a left and right, basically and those are your routes, so the rail goes and splits both ways on so it.
0: both both routes have a rail
2: both and this is uh pretty you know relatively close to the surface level
0: mm-hmm.
2: that was one of the first early ones dug as well as worked, so there might not be. A lot of mineral stuff left here but you know it's well built out okay. and you know all the supports and beams that you can see are good there isn't yet initially like a clear way to go but you know from like working in mines that man ways are how just mm-hmm. a man okay. sized person can pass from like from levels drift to, levels. to drift. Yeah, drifts are different I thought this was a drift mine no this is this is a shaft mine, mm. so it's got one singular shaft that goes down, and off of that are like tunnels interconnected. I thought those were drifts drifts are dead ends, basically, okay, where stuff is like being mined out
1: all right all right uh I try to find the man way down
2: okay how okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, How do you
1: do that? Uh, with Percepti, I don't. I demolition would that like it's mining demolition. Would I'd that come in handy?
2: Not exactly, but you, that would just tell you like maybe how they built it, and you could see where maybe something was exploded versus like.
0: Well, it would we'll follow one of them.
2: I mean, you okay, know, this well, is an early level in the mine. So whichever way you might choose will probably lead to something, but if you want to look for like the fastest route, go ahead.
1: Well, yeah, just I do a Percepti, base Percepti, if demolition doesn't come in to yeah. play. So that's a six.
2: Okay. Let's...
1: I rolled a seventeen.
2: Okay. So, you know, not immediately, but like shining the light around, like a little, just a little pass, like each of the intersections. There's signs and they're not written greatly but they are written in like three languages. Ooh. So one of them is just English. And there's also numbers in them. So like if you guys could read
1: I can I could read English or er, numbers. Not I can't really read, but I could figure out numbers. So
2: on one there's like I can three, count but I can't read numbers. There's like three like short little sentences. And then at the end of each of them is a big number six hundred like six hundred or seven hundred.
1: Okay. I'll and follow that way. Okay. Yeah. We, 700. we want the seven hundred level.
0: So you
2: follow it and it goes along like when it splits, it takes the right one. And so you're following it down for a bit. And as you are going, you start to hear, for whatever reason it wasn't super audible, but now that you're just This probably couldn't be heard from the lift going down. But as you're walking, you start to hear just the classic mining sound of, like, a pick against a rock. Okay. And it's, in the mine, it's echoey, so it's, like, it's not behind you, but it's ahead of you. But also, how far ahead of you is it? You're not really sure. But you definitely hear, like you know someone is smacking a wall with a metal object. All
0: right. Well, that's a little that's a little spooky. Um hmm. I try and stealth up a little towards it. I don't want them to see us coming. So I cover the lamp and move forward stealthily.
2: Okay. So, yeah, let's Okay. So you, what's your stealthy?
0: Uh, I don't have a stealth skill. My dex is seven.
2: So you don't need a lot. You need an eight. Or better. I rolled a seven. Oh. (laughs) So it's like you start to move forward. Well,
0: it's dark.
2: It is dark. (laughs) And your lantern illuminates pretty well. But it... Like, you got to point it to, like, what you want to see. Mm. So, like, as you start to try to, like, stealth, you just, like, kick the, like, rail cart. The railing. Mm-hmm. Pretty loudly. You don't, like, trip. But you kick it nice and, like, there's a good, like, little, like, I don't know, a rail ring. Like, a, that goes through the mine. and You stop. And also, as you stop, you don't hear a sound anymore. Uh, shit. And you, so do you guys want to...
1: I was not trying to stop. I was just going to stay there with the light so he could find his way back if he got too far. Because mm. uh, I'm not an idiot okay. who goes around in mine shafts without a light.
2: Well, did you turn your... <laughs> you didn't, like, blow yours out.
0: Uh, no, but I think now I do. <laughs>
2: Okay, so you blow your light out.
0: Yeah, I blow it out and I like hide against the wall, hatchet in hand. So we're, I guess we don't really need
2: a thing unless you guys want, like.
1: I uh... Uh, just do it. No, do it. Try do it okay. in the theater yeah, of the mind. The it won't benefit mind, yeah, any of our
0: podcast listeners right to uh, for us what to use listeners? a board or a map. <laughs> All six of them. All right, we got six listeners this week.
2: So your little head and like the shaft is mostly straight with like little curves, so you can kind of see him with your light. Okay, and you see he's turned his off. Now what you see, Cosmo, ahead of you a little bit from what you saw is like there was a bend, mm-hmm. and now that you turned your light off, you see just like a flickering light, and it's like you know, kind of bobbing as uh, like somebody or something I don't know is like coming around the
0: bend. Okay. Well I've doused my lantern, so I'm gonna just say stay still and quiet.
2: Alright. So you wanna like conceal or anything or no? Uh
0: yeah, that. I'm gonna try and conceal if I can, but I feel, It is a mine. It's okay.
2: dark. You're yeah. like so nothing's immediately around you to hide behind. No, I was just like shadows.
0: I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up against the wall and still. Okay, so what is that? Perception. Uh, perception no. My perception is eight. Okay, so that it's again
2: gonna be an eight.
0: Okay. Fifteen.
2: Heyo. Nice. So yeah, you kind of slink and like blend into the shadow of the wall, and as you do the light comes around the corner and what you see is just a guy Mm. and he's holding like just a lamp but like a candle lamp and it's it's a big enough one so where like he can see but he's just kind of holding it and he's got just like you can see just a pistol and he's like coming back around the corner and like looking down the mine shaft slowly and like walking and like what was that? Oh, and he might be able to see your light down the shaft. And so he calls out, who's that? Who's that?
1: Hey. (laughs) Uh, We are trying to fix the lifts. Nathan. Lift's broken. That's why we're trying to fix it. Uh, who be you? <laughs>
2: he doesn't really say anything. He's like, no one works in this mine. What are you doing here? You gotta get out.
1: You work, you're working the mine. Yeah,
2: but I don't work for the company. I work for myself. Mm. Who's The com- company sent you? No. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> and he just like. Doesn't really see you, and he just, like, lets off a shot <laughs> in a mine.
0: Comes up blasted. All right, I go, uh, I go for him, and in brawling, I'm trying to get his gun away. Okay. I'm trying to, like, you know, tie him up and rip the gun out of his hands with my brawling skill. Okay, so let's say he didn't see you, I and he kept walking. fucking hope not. And, like, he walked,
2: and he's, like, pretty close to so you. He's, like, mm-hmm. definitely close enough where you are able to lunge and grab him. Okay. Depending on the role. And he just, you know, is let off a shot. Does
1: <laughs> it come anywhere, like, like do you need I don't... To...
2: I think because of the bends, like, he doesn't... Okay. And he might just be trying to scare you and, like... Sure. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. So he lets his shot off and into combat. And so whose dex is... Since you're kind of concealed and closest, Cosmo, with Ronnie... Mm-hmm. Let's do yours.
0: Alright. Uh so yeah, I, I lunge at him from my just like up against the wall hiding spot, and what I'm trying to do is grapple him and get the gun away.
2: Okay. So Alright. Let's so what's your skill?
0: Uh my brawling uh on decks gives me an eight.
2: Eight and since you're like tackling him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it against his strength. Okay. And he's also an eight. Oh, I guess I shouldn't have told you that. (laughs) So you're going to need a 12 or
0: more. to beat.
2: Fuck, I rolled a five. Okay. So you did a good job of hiding. He's surprised and he drops his his light, Mm -hmm. his his, uh, candle that he was holding. But I don't get the tackle. You, like, knock him, but he also just, like, knocks back and, like, doesn't shove away from you or like try like gets you away so you don't get a good you don't get a wrap on him. Okay. So he's a he's able to get away from it. And but it's a little darker now. No. So now he's What's your what's your dex?
0: Was that both well yeah I still got a move, don't I? Yeah you got another move. Okay. Um then again um in the dark with a gun in play, I'm not gonna fuck around. Um I'm gonna fall back and quick draw my shotgun just blast and him. just like let a blast off where I'm pretty sure he was in front of me. Uh, okay. so uh, shooting on decks—that's also eight.
1: Okay. Is that both barrels, or
0: I'm just giving him one barrel right now, or maybe I should both barrels him? What's both barrels? Uh, what's what's the both barrels?
2: Well, I guess that's. A slam fire, yeah, right, so it would be your range is reduced by two, but he's right next to you, each d twenty gets minus three, okay, um, but you roll for each shot, so you get two sh- you can fire them both, but you get minus three, and you need a twelve,
0: I need a twelve to hit, yeah. all right, I'm giving him both barrels all right. <laughs> this guy I'm scared a little bit. Uh, Eleven and a twenty.
2: Okay, nice. So, your first, well, your first one hits because uh-huh. it was a good quick draw on the guy. So, what's the damage?
0: Uh, damage of my shotgun is eighteen.
2: Okay. The second one misses because probably just the recoil. You shot and then it came up and you shot again. So the first shot definitely hit because you hear a nice like splat of mm-hmm. uh, buckshot or whatever you're using hit the guy but the second one just like kind of hits the ceiling above him and a bunch of shit comes down
0: but i and got it's him really
2: fucking loud yeah
0: so well you i knew that automatically
2: now just have you <laughs> have ringing it's not you <laughs> know like mess with anything so your damage is what 18 18 Alright, so yeah, you, you blasted him good. And what you can see from like a little bit of light from Dane's guy's thing is he just gets like slammed back into the wall and is just collapsed. And like some gurgling from his mouth, but he's
0: dead. Okay. One, two. Two shots. Uh yeah. Alright. Uh Safiri's uh, we're clear down here, and I, um, I open up my lantern, and we're going to have a look at this guy.
2: So as, after the echoes of the shotgun kind of fade, Ma- <laughs> you guys both kind of come up to this...
0: I have real life tinnitus, I can imagine. This,
2: <laughs> this guy, and when you guys shine your lights on him, he seems, apart from being very, very dirty... And just gross. He seems, and also messed up from a shotgun to the face and chest. He seems like a normal guy, apart from just being...
1: An asshole?
2: An asshole. Yeah. Who, like, didn't like you guys.
0: Okay. But he shouldn't have even been down here.
2: No, No, he shouldn't have. Nathan Spade told you guys that he doesn't have anyone operating
1: so he, he could he just be a poacher, well, he was' because I said we were here to fix the elevators, right. like, he company like man, company. and then he shot him, but and they like, also
0: said some weirder stuff,
1: yeah
2: yeah, um, and you like rummage around. he had not a lot on. he had his his pistol was a kind of shitty you know old cult peacemaker of the time, mm-hmm. um he had his candle, and he had a little bag of like a couple more, just you know big wax candles and Good to have. Yeah. a little bag of like, you open it up and it's just, you know, some raw, like, some gore.
0: Mm. Some
2: um, gold. Mmm. So ore. not like, not pure, it's still like, kind of in the rocks, but you see that.
1: Okay. Okay, so he's just poaching gold. Yeah.
0: Most likely. Cause.
1: Okay. Fair. Okay.
0: Shoot him. How do you get down here? Yeah, how do you get down here? questions questions questions
2: but mm. um so after that you guys you know you loot them because nathan also told you whatever you pull out of the mine oh yeah. wise, you grab the stuff yeah you grab the stuff so you grab little bits of gold you're not you might know it's it's worth a good amount um of money enough it's enough for a night And you go a little further and you see, you come to a, what you know as a man way. Oh, okay. Going, and it's two, it's two ways. So it goes up and down, but there's just, you know, good to have access A shaft big enough for a man to walk down, to climb down, that goes up and down. And there's two signs. One just has arrow pointed up. It says 500 and the other one goes
0: down and it says 700. All right.
1: All right found the man way.
0: That's pretty good. That's uh, going to be our stopping point? Uh, for now. all right. There's, you're
2: not very far in the mine,
0: but I think this is a
2: good little little break.
1: So that's going to do it for this episode of Two-Headed Game Master. As always, you can find us on 2HGM.com We want to thank Enzo so much for joining us and being the Game Master today.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, indulging us using the Adventure Creator worksheet that we've um, well, we've made available along with the other...
1: Uh, Eclipse Engine for free, uh, character sheets to go along with the Eclipse Engine on our website, uh, as well as this Dungeon Creator documents. Mm-hmm. Um, also, at 2HDM.com,
0: you can find our Patreon link. We would love your support. Uh, help us create this content and follow us at t- on twitter
1: at 2 hgm podcast we need some followers to follow up uh so join us next time for another head uh, another episode of two headed game master it will not be a continuation of this time being adventure we're going to get back to our regular programming we will continue to play this adventure at some point, we we'll are make it available. We mm-hmm. don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Maybe it's another podcast feed.
0: Yeah. So stay, tuned stay tuned for an update about uh, how we're going to do that. Because we are going to finish this adventure with Enzo, and we, uh, we want to make it available for anyone who wants
1: to listen to it. Enzo, uh, could you give us a little tease of what is up and coming in this adventure? Yeah, what do we have to look forward to?
2: Of course, uh, looking forward, you've already discovered that this is a weird mine. Filled with its normal looters and just pilferers, but walking around in the darkness will definitely lead you guys to some sleep deprivation, deja vu, fighting a cult, possibly, and maybe some anti-diluvional monsters.
1: (laughs) That's a (laughs) mighty big word.
0: Spooky. Anti-diluvian. Uh, alright well keep an update or keep an eye out for the updates on that and how to uh, hear more about that we'll probably talk about it in our episode next week once we've figured out what we want to do uh, I believe that's it as always thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pond Hill is Finest as uh, the intro and outro theme for our
1: podcast and another thanks to Enzo yep yeah. so we'll see you next time we'll see you later
2: have a great day